Welcome to this post-game media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Today is Sunday, May 15th, 2022. Uh, the Indiana University baseball team uh, split today's doubleheader with Minnesota uh, and did clinch the series. This brings Indiana to 10 and 11 in the Big Ten, still fighting for a spot in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, after the game, uh, Indiana caught up with head coach Jeff Mercer with left-handed pitcher Ty Bothwell, who pitched seven innings of no-hit relief, and second baseman Tyler Dones, who had his senior celebration today. Uh, eighth inning when you have bases loaded, no outs, you have behind Mats and, and Brock up. Yeah. You don't add any more runs. Just, I guess, how much of a, a learning lesson can it be the, for those guys just as young hitters? And, yeah, you know, if you look at our, our our group over the course of the year, and you're in that moment, there's really not any other three guys you wouldn't want up. I mean, essentially, you know, Glasser's been terrific, but he's been out for you know months or so. So, if you you know when you look up, and I think, hey, great, you know, that's why I didn't bunt. Um, I didn't bunt in that situation. You know, just knowing you had those three guys coming up, and worst case, Hunter Hunter gets out, and you know he ends up walking. But worst case, you have first and second, and those three guys coming up, you still feel like having all three outs is a better scenario for you. To score another run, and and we just didn't do it. You know, the guy threw a good change up and mixed it up and, and did a good job. Um, doesn't happen very often, but it happened right there. And, and you're right; it's a, it's a big time learning situation in the moment when you have a chance to put somebody away and not able to do it. So just have to learn and grow and and improve from there. But those guys have been terrific all season and have come up in those moments so many times and, and done it. I guess how much does today and really that game in general sort of capture what you guys have had this year. Obviously, you go down 6-1, you rally back to get, you know, yeah. says a lot about your lineup, yeah. but also yeah. about your bullpen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, it was you know, obviously the, the the weather yesterday put us in a tough spot today, and we just wanted to get with, you know, with Brimmer, you know, if you get three innings or 50 pitches, whichever one came first, but you knew that was going to put a little bit of a, that was going to make things more difficult to finish the second game today. But the, you know, the pitching, you know, it, it's, you know, make two errors. We have a ball, ball that we could have caught in right. We have a first and third play on a delay steal that we shouldn't have thrown second base. So there's there's three or four runs there that aren't essentially necessarily on the on the pitching staff either. Now you know we we, we walk a guy to lead off the ninth and hang a one-two breaking ball. Now that's a little bit different, right? But you know when we have moments there to to you, you just can't you can't hemorrhage runs defensively either. And we played good defense throughout the course of the year, but we had moments when it's going to be a bullpen day that you have to make plays and take care of the ball better than we did. And in some of those plays, you have to you have to make plays in those moments. You have to be heady and intelligent and smart. And, and, we, and we made a few made, made a few mistakes there, you know, on the on the ball that we potentially could have caught in right. We're yelling three. We should have been yelling four. That ball could have gone home. You know, the guy was out of home plate, and that's a misread there. So yeah, there's a couple of those things that also. So, yeah, it would, it would be nice if you could, you know, what Ty did in the first game where you, you, know, you have a – uh, a sensational bullpen outing where a guy comes in and runs the table and does that, um, but it, it wasn't the case today. But so, you know, in the second game, you have to, we have to do better. We have to be better uh, defensively and, and being able to support those guys in those moments. Ty Boswell, he threw a, kind of a no hitter. It's never going to count as one because he right. threw seven innings, but you kind of mobbed him like he was on the mound, and then yeah. you got the two inning from Bremer, so he kind of right. got the world's most unusual no-hitter that'll never yeah. count. I don't know, right. the Reds got a no-hitter and lost today, so it was a weird day for no, really? for no hit, yeah. you know, in terms of no-hitters, yeah. it didn't count. So can you talk about Bothwell's performance and whether yeah. you would consider that your team threw a no-hitter? Well, I'm, I'm glad we didn't throw a no-hitter and lose, that's, that's for sure. But, uh, but 
I was just so happy for Ty. I think the guys were so happy for Ty. I mean, that was why you know you see such positive emotion and so supportive of him. You know, from where he was at the beginning of the year to, to have that to, that terrific performance, you guys were just so excited and so genuinely happy for him as their teammate. I mean, and just love and supported him for what a terrific outing. And then what it did for us is it gave us a chance in the second game, knowing that we were going to give Brimmer the opportunity if he wanted to, kind of how we'd go to start the second game. It gave you a chance there to, to preserve some of that bullpen and give you a shot late. And again, like I always tell the guys, just want to be within two runs in the seventh, one way or the other. You're up two or down two in the seventh inning, and then try to find a way to go win it late. And, and, uh, and Bothwell's performance gave us a chance to do that. Just what, what made him so impressive today? And I guess what, what's been yeah. the biggest change yeah. for him is he's Well, it's just, it, a ton of it's just confidence. Just his confidence mm -hmm. and his belief, his ability to, to really attack with his fastball. The breaking ball has always been good, but the confidence to throw it with conviction and to land it and then to put it away. So, you know, for him, he'll be, you know, he's anywhere from 86 to 96, right? Mm -hmm. And when he's good, he's, he's 90, 93. And, and really attacking with his fastball. It just has some really unique properties to it. It garners a ton of swings and misses. So when he's confident and he's downhill and attacking with it, it's a really difficult pitch to handle for anybody. And, and you know, they, they stacked the lefties to face uh, uh, Bramer yesterday. So that was going to be their lineup to begin today. So we knew that he would be a really good matchup to come out of the, out of the bullpen uh, to begin that game. So he was in a good position to start with with the matchups. And then secondly, his confidence, conviction, throwing strikes, Attacking with the fastball in that in that that, that middle to premium velocity range that's going to have really good properties, and then throwing a really hard good breaking ball for a strike and a foot away. When he does that, he's just really difficult to manage, and he did an awesome job. Jeff, what makes Waylon an effective leadoff hitter? Well, he's going to. I would say he sees a lot of pitches, but there are there are times where he doesn't. Uh, the thing for him is he has a terrific identity, and he's really flat. So he's flat, and he has a great identity. And so when when you have that, like. He, he can get beat and shoot the ball the other way. He can turn around your fastball to full side gap. He's got really good vision. He sees the ball really well, recognizes the ball really well. And so he doesn't swing and miss a ton, doesn't expand the zone, doesn't chase. And so you, you kind of put that all together with a, a ton of toughness and a, and a great mentality. And you've got a guy that, that could hit first, second, third. Um, we just felt confident him kind of leading the charge here the last month or six weeks and done, done a great job. He gets out of the box well, gets on the line well. You just, you know, he's going to put the ball in play. He's going to compete. And then he's really good if, you know, the bottom lineup, now that, you know, Glasser is, is back and, and Tyler you know, Domes has been terrific. And so the, the nice thing about having Waylon is he's a good guy with guys in scoring position. And so as the lineup turns over, you like to have a guy that you feel like can hit with guys in scoring position when the lineup turns over as the bottom lineup has, has produced for So he does all those things really well. Um, like I said, he hit, he hit third for a long time, and now with the leadoff, he's kind of a hybrid can do the one, but it, it has been great in both. His fearlessness as a fielder, yeah. which I know sometimes he hits yeah. the wall, but the, the, yeah. I guess just your thoughts on that. Yeah, he is. He is. And he's he's always been a, a fine defender, but he's made himself much, much better. He's gotten a lot better over the course of the last year. And he gets good jumps. He gets good reads. You know, the, the thing that you, you watch with good good outfielders, and I've, and I've coached outfield, you know, Coach Weatherford coaches him this year, but – the guys that are good are the guys that take the BP, their live reads, the best. So if you take if the guys that take their live reads the best in the outfield, they're the best at translating into the game. And and you just watch a guy's growth over his career, it's, it always translates. The guys that don't get better in the outfield, don't take their BP reads serious all the time. And Bob, you know, Bobby and, and Grant Richardson did this, where it's like they're just every rep in the outfield. They're still telling the pitchers to get out of dodge, get away, and they're taking every rep. They're robbing homers in BP. They're 
I have to tell Bobby to stop diving, like stop diving. We don't need you to dive in BP and get hurt. He just, he wants to take every rep. And because of that, he's made himself a really fine defender. He is fearless. He'll slam into the wall and he, he's, 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 he's an awesome, awesome player. Hey, you feel just about the, just the position you guys have put yourself in. Obviously, you've won a bunch of series in a row now, so put yourself in the spot where yeah. if the season ends today, you're released in the tournament. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm really proud. Up. Like, I'm really proud of those guys. You know, I have a couple of guys that you, you kind of pencil in as starters and doesn't things don't go as well as you would like early and a couple of tic-tac injuries to those guys. And to have, you know, the, the kind of the early season kind of, kind of tumultuous begin to it, you kind of get it off the ground and go a little bit, and then you struggle. And so to watch the growth of, those, of the young pitchers, and then as you know, you go from you kind of either win by a blowout or lose by a blowout, and then you start losing some of those close games, and you start winning a bunch of those close games. And so you, you always talk to the kids. Your goal as a coach is to have your team get better over the course of the year, be playing its best baseball at the end of the season, the last month. Just be doing that. If you do that as a coach, you feel like you've accomplished your goal to play your best baseball late, to help the team grow. And so the, the, the toughness and the competitiveness from the kids has been terrific. Their resiliency has been terrific. I've been very, very proud of them. You know, you, you just, you, you want those guys to keep going. You know, we've, we've really, uh, you know, we've, we've pushed them and they've really been forced to, to kind of bear it all out. Where sometimes you can, you're really good. You win by a bunch. You can kind of coast through and you kind of smooth, you're smooth selling into the end of the year. Those guys have really had to battle to, to be in this position. They've had to really, had to have you know multiple multiple comebacks. You've had to have massive bullpen performances, and to to have that, uh, the ability for those guys to keep showing up and doing that every day is, has been a, really a pleasure to watch, and makes me very very proud of them. But yeah, where you where we were six or eight weeks ago compared to where we are right now, you know I'm, I'm very proud of those guys and, and what they've done. Kind of similar to what Dustin asked, but a little different is how do you carry the momentum? You're playing much better now, yeah. and how do you carry that momentum? Assuming you make it into the Big Ten tournament, you're in a good position now. How do you carry that momentum into the Big Ten tournament and even into next year, you know, from the beginning yeah. to make sure you keep the program moving forward after the slow starts and now you're in much better position, you know? You know, that's the million dollar question. Yeah, you know, I would say that the, the big thing for us is is stabilizing, stabilizing the, the culture and the environment and setting the expectations every day, right? Where you have a shutdown year with a bunch of young guys, then you have Obviously, last year was regulated. You know, where a lot of those young guys don't get to play. You have a massive draft class, and so when you have a young team and a new team, essentially a new team, you're trying to set the standards and the expectations and the culture and the DNA of the program to make sure that it is in a good place. You, obviously, for the end of this season and in, into the future, and we've done that, and they've done that, and given them, they've given themselves an opportunity to go into next weekend with a fighting chance, and then potentially, if you do well, then move forward from there. Um, but you, you, if you don't. The standard is the standard, right? And if you don't have a standard, then, then anything's acceptable. And if anything's acceptable, then you have no idea where you're going, right? You have to have a goal in mind and a plan. And those kids done a great job of setting the DNA and the culture in, in the, the program in the right direction, and then going out and, and trying to get better every day. So um, you just keep working. You just keep you just keep putting your foundation in and, and, and coaching those guys until they get better and get what you want to get to. Take two more. How you were forced to use uh, Bramer today? How is that going to impact um, with a short week coming up? That's a, that's the million dollar question. You know that was the obviously you, you start him yesterday to, to keep him any chance to keep him on target next week a short week and the following week a short week. But then you wake up today and you know he it was kind of like hey it's your decision. Obviously I don't want to force you to do something you don't want to do. What do you think about it? And, and that's why I wanted to use him in the second game, kind of give him a chance to get around and move and feel like he's okay and. He's like, I really want to do this. So you're, 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 you're banking on like, 
we've kind of talked about it, but I don't even know where we stand. All I know is like we have to win today to even worry about tomorrow. And and we felt like if Bremer could get you know 50 pitches or three innings, whichever one came first, and I should have taken him out before he faced he faced uh, it was a stanky again for the third time. That was my mistake. Um, you know, then then he gives you the best chance to get it off the ground. We wanted to get to the sixth inning. We wanted to get to the sixth inning with hopefully a lead with Sharp, and then be able to figure out like if Sharp could give you three, and then you figure out the ninth in the ninth essentially. Um, and and we got really we got close to doing that, um, and then we got to figure out next week next week. So to be honest with you, I I don't I don't know. That's a that's a terrible answer, but I, I don't know yet. Um, like I have to I have to kind of go back and look and see where things are at. Kind of look at it, how we finish up, and then you know if you if you have to win one, you have to if you have to win the series, if you have to sweep, I, I don't know. Um, and, and then you you make a decision. But one thing I do know is that we can't put him in, we can't put him in an at risk position, uh, in, in a precarious position. So whether it's as a starter, as a reliever, um, I don't know. Obviously Bothwell throwing really well today makes things interesting, right? It gives you a potential, another potential starting option. Uh, in, in... It's a great question. I'll have to cross your vision when I get yeah. there. For Tuesday, do you, how do you approach the pitching staff for that day knowing it doesn't factor into the Big Ten and then you have a quick turnaround on Thursday? Yeah. I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, literally, I just, you just were, I was just so immersed into this weekend trying to win the series first and then sweep the series today. That I haven't even thought beyond that. To be completely frank with you, um, we'll be shorthanded, uh, but you just can't do anything that's gonna that's gonna jeopardize what you have to be able to do next week. And then if you're fortunate enough to play the next week, then after that, so uh, we, we won't do anything to jeopardize that. There are gonna be some guys that haven't thrown a ton. They're gonna have to throw, and gonna have to give us some length. And uh, we'll hope those guys come out and give us good innings. You threw the you, you threw seven innings. It wasn't wouldn't go down as a no hitter, but you were mobbed like it was a no hitter afterward. What was that like? I mean, it was a fantastic experience. Um, you know, I, I came in kind of treating it like a start. You know, Brad, Brad gave us two really good innings uh, yesterday, and I was just trying to fill in the great work that he put in. And you know, I just wanted to do my job for the team, and you know. I'm not gonna say anything else on that. Like it was just a great experience altogether, and I'm not, you know, I'm pretty excited still about it. So, <laughs> um, one thing it's you know overall for this year, you know, you've been usually pretty solid one time through the order, um, and sometimes it had have been roughed up a little bit in that second time through the order. What was it that it really allowed you to continue to be so dominant multiple times through the order today? The defense, like they were just they were being brick walls behind us, and with Pete, you know being my wingman and really being a the brick wall behind me or right right behind the plate you know him doing his job that's what allowed us to to do anything like it it wasn't really about me it was about everybody out there like I couldn't have done it without any of my teammates and um, yeah usually usually I have been like that where it's just one time through the order but whatever was working today was working I guess I mean I don't know what else to say so your longest outing in the season for you today I guess is what allowed you to be able to extend later in the game and just keep you know pushing forward I think adrenaline was really pumping through especially in the later innings when you know 
kind of look up and see see that they still have a zero under the, the scoreboard. Um, like I just wanted to do what I could for the team. I I wasn't expecting to go as as far as I did, but you know I'm, I'm glad I did it. And you know I was just trying to do what I could for the guys that um, threw in the game after, because you know the more arms that we have, you know the better. And I like I said, I just wanted to do whatever I could to help out the team and go as far as I could. So overall, in your time at IU so far, your velocity has come up dramatically. Um, which I th think probably has something a little bit to do with the, the physical work you've done. Um, but also, the later half of this year, you've, you've been able to control that. So can you talk a little bit about both those pieces? Um, yeah, uh, it has kind of popped up a little bit. I can't really explain how, how that happened, but um, I think it has something to do with putting on 50 pounds since my freshman year and you know trusting in the throwing program to really help me get as far as I can velocity wise. And um, it wasn't until like the last month or so where I could really like believe in myself to be able to control that. Cause at the beginning of the season, I was having controlled trouble. And um, at some point I just kind of figured like, figured, okay, like, you know what, might as well just do what I can and try and stay within the zone and trusting my stuff more is what really helped me. And you know, knowing that I have guys behind me that believe in me, that really helped too. Seventh to uh, tie the game, that double uh, to the wall. Could you just take us through the at bat and the pitch you saw and what you were thinking about the plate? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was the first pitch, breaking ball. Um, they were heavy on the breaking ball all day today in the first game and the second game. Um, Glassier was the guy ahead of me, and he just hit a fastball. So, kind of went up thinking breaking ball and I got it and happened to put a good swing on it. Um, this is obviously, you're the only one with no COVID eligibility left. This is your fifth year. So can you talk about your time at IU for the time you've been here and what it's like to be a player? Uh, yeah, man, it's a great feeling. It's, a, it's just great to wear this script. You know, it's known across the country. Um, this team and everybody here has really taken me in and I'm, I'm really thankful for it. And my last year, I just try to come out, give them all and have a lot of fun. You didn't win this game, but you positioned yourself obviously to win the series and to to be, still be able to make the Big Ten tournament. So can you talk about, a little bit about where you guys are and, and the expectations for the next week or so? Um, yeah, I mean, the whole year our expectation was to win. So our goal is just to keep coming out and winning. Uh, we're not really focused on the Big Ten championship right now. We're focused on Iowa or Illinois State. And we're going to go game by game and try to win every single one here on out. Uh, you've got to, you know, you, you, you and Philip Glasser worked, worked together out in the field most of the year, and then you finally got him back this weekend. Can you kind of talk about uh, how the two of you work together both, you know, as you said, your father, you follow each other in the lineup, but you're also that middle infield. Uh, yeah, um, you know, he's been gone for decades. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's really it's, it's a good feeling to have him back out there. You know, he provided a big spark today, and just back in the middle infield, um, it's just great to have him back out there. Yes, you and Philip to continue on that. I think you combined for six hits today. I guess how much better can you can your guys lineup be when when you and Philip are you know towards that bottom of the order really producing, um, turning it over to the top? Um, yeah, um, we kind of answered this once before, but you know Mercer put us at the bottom of the lineup, and our job's to you know just turn it back over, give it back to Bobby, 
and we did a good job of that today, and I think the runs kind of showed. You seem to be hitting it to multiple parts of the field now. Um, I guess is is you kind of feel that uh, that the scouting reports kind of changed on you now. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit, a little bit. Um, lately, I've been getting a lot of breaking balls, so that's kind of changed. Um, me and Coach Simmons and Coach Mercer, we we're in the lab every day working on just adjustability. And today, I think I just did a good job of it. That will do it for this post-game media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, Indiana is back in action on Tuesday for the final game of the season at Bart Kaufman Field against Illinois State before traveling to the final Big Ten series of the season against Iowa on Thursday. We will see you at the Bart.